Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. My name is Ronsley, and this is probably my most anticipated episode ever. This has been years in the making, and I have the legend that is Gary Vaynerchuk today. Uh, I had a few meetings with him when I was in New York at the Vayner Media offices in Hudson Yards, and I got a chance to sit down with him and get his thoughts on artificial intelligence, on empathy, and how that affects small businesses, especially creative business owners like yourself. I get into a lot of different conversations and I've got a chance to capture a couple of different meetings on video that could become a podcast because one of the most important things I needed to understand is how he thinks, why artificial intelligence is going to be so important and how we can build our businesses. Because a lot of us think that it's about the content we create, which it totally is, but how can AI help us do magical things? Come. Let's learn. Hey, it's Ronsley. Welcome, you AI geek, to this podcast, My AI Love Affair. Consider this podcast your digital compass, guiding you through the labyrinth that is business growth using artificial intelligence. Running a business as a creative can sometimes be like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube blindfolded. But what if you had a secret tool that could align all the colors for you? That is AI. It's like a master key unlocking multiple doors. Thanks for being here. Let's learn. Of course, now, when you're watching this video, you see us go through different sections. And one of the key things to understand is how the different sections fit together. It is important to understand the thinking that goes along with it. It's also important to understand how this all comes together. Because when you think about artificial intelligence, at least when I think about artificial intelligence, I've said this a couple of times, a few times. In fact, it's easily going to be one of the biggest conversations of our lifetime. And if we're not ready to use it in the way that it's supposed to be used, I feel like it's going to not give us much choice as a human species. It's kind of going to overtake some of the things that we do for sure, but also it might not give us many options. And that's why I believe talking to indigenous elders, talking to some of the ancient ways of doing collaborative things is very important. And that got destroyed when colonialism came. And I want to make sure some of these things are captured. And Gary touches on inclusion, diversity, and these important things when we have this conversation. So enjoy it. I was convincing initially people why a podcast was good for their business. And then there was this one video that you kind of said exactly the same thing. And you came to Brisbane and I happened to record this piece where you were like, everyone should have a podcast. And I use that a lot, <laughs> literally a lot. I'm like, hey, see, Gary says it, so it's not me. I get it. So I'm in this position where we've built the second business this year. I mean, in the last couple of months, we've just put out the new site. In fact, it's all on using AI with empathy. And I just, it just hit me yesterday at the dinner that you've been talking about empathy for ages. And for a business to use artificial intelligence, the easiest way to get the most leverage is to use empathy. I agree. I suppose my question is, how would you straddle that line, like the podcast guy, AI guy? Easily. I'm really doing it. Mm. I've got a lot of fucking hats I wear. Mm. Like, it's the content. Is Ryan Reynolds an actor? 
is he an entrepreneur, right? Look who's winning. Is The Rock an actor? Is he a wrestler? Is he an entrepreneur? Is he a debt, right? Like, I actually think people are scared of the thing that's working because everyone's taught to fall in love with or. The world is broken because of its obsession with or. A Democrat or a Republican, a Muslim or a Catholic, a woman or a man. I think, I'm telling you, I think everything is best at and. You can be the AI guy and the podcast guy. First of all, it just means you're a businessman. First of all, I just think it's crazy. This goes back to the grid. This goes back to some of the bad principles of brand. I believe in brand the most. I believe the academia of brand in marketing is broken. Like you need to have a brand positioning that we're gonna guess in a boardroom and then it's gonna hold us hostage to everything we do. Now they know why I invited them. You know, by the way, what makes me strong is I don't have feelings. What I mean by that is, my answer to that is, tomorrow I will say the complete opposite of what I just said if the world shows me that's true. I'm agnostic. Just fundamentally fucking agnostic. I'm an empty vessel that watches all of you at scale and then just figures out what the truth is for the thing that you want to happen is. Not the way you want it to happen, but people want it to happen a certain way. I don't, I'm agnostic. I just want to do the thing that's work. Like, I wish that I could be 100% healthy by taking a thing that looked like a sugar cube and I would be, but that's just not the way it works. And so either you go to the gym and eat better, you don't. Like, I wish a lot of things. I wish people loved each other the way they love dogs. I wish that. I mean it. This is like a big passion of mine. It's been brought up many times of like my relationship with dogs. It's like a funny meme in my inner circles. I don't hate dogs. I hate that humans can't love each other the way they love dogs. If we loved each other the way we love dogs, it'd be a wrap. We'd be good. So, you know, like, that's the thing. Like, everybody here needs to fall in love with and. I want to talk about AI and empathy. And I feel like there's a correlation between what you've been talking about all this time with empathy and how we can move forward with AI. Yep. I feel like AI is going to be the biggest conversation of our lifetime. That's my belief. It's definitely going to be one of them. Yeah. I would love to get your thoughts on that because I'm writing the book on it and it's going to be part of the podcast. And... Well, I mean, I think we've already seen a lot of people talk about like diversity and inclusion and like who's writing the scripts, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's right. And obviously diversity and inclusion is an incredibly important issue. I believe that something that is even more universal and even a level up from that incredibly important thing is humanity and, and civility. Yeah. And I think at the core of being a civil and an incredibly human person, the way I define it, is there's an incredible need for empathy, compassion, and sympathy. And because otherwise you're fully selfish. Yeah. When profound technologies come along, they can change shit. Mm -hmm. They can close gaps. And I think I'm so grateful that over the last decade, we as a society are starting to have more healthy conversations around inclusion, yeah. gender, race, yeah. religion. People, and, and obviously you have people pulling in the opposite direction and selling fear and division. But it's a bigger thing that people think about. Sure. Well, 
I really do think AI has the potential to teach people about put math around the gray mm. of the values of genuinely caring. How would you position that, especially in this market? I would right? put it in your profile, AI and podcast guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I position <laughs> look, it. Look, I'm 47 years old. I've had, I've had consistent professional success now for 25 years, consistent. I'm good at my craft. It's simple because it is for me and it's simple, it's like being a good therapist. If you're good at your craft and communicating, I can make it simple for you. That is it. Because a lot of it's not true. But what I'm good at is not accepting something that's not true. You know, like, it's not true that you can't be the AI and podcast guy. Yeah. A lot of people at this table listen to people who've never done it. Like in the marketing world that we live in, especially James, because he grew up in the agency land, there's a lot of professors that see the marketing world different than me. They're fucking professors. I respect the shit out of professors, but I've got a little bit of a problem. Like, I love when someone who's 24 tells you about parenting. That makes me real happy. That's real fun, right? Love hearing parenting advice. Now, they can give parenting advice. I had some pretty profound parenting advice. If they contextualize it from the purview of being parented, it's when they come with the audacity of acting like the parent that it starts to not land with parents. It's like, that's cute. Talk to me when you live it. But if you have the humility to talk about, let me tell you what I felt coming up the game when mom and dad did that. Now that starts to land with a parent. But if you're like, what you should do with your kid is like, that's nice. The amount of conversations three years ago I had, but, but Gary did it. I'm like, cool, like you can listen to that person. Oh, by the way, have you looked at that person's career compared to mine? All that person does is sell you programs for 50 bucks and hasn't done anything with their actual shit. I'm out here living it. There's a reason Deion Sanders is having success. Every one of those kids are like, you're one of the best football players of all time. I believe you. So how do you see this playing out, especially for small business owners, creatives, the people who have this like gift that they want to give the world, they're still trying to understand all the business elements that come with it that AI could potentially help them bolster this to make their gifts sustainable. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's education. I think in 1996, when I was building a website for winelibrary.com and I talked to fellow business owners who were much older than me in their 30s, 40s, 50s when I was 21, there was an incredible dismissiveness. There was a knowledge that web, the internet was here and that websites existed, but most businesses didn't think it was for them. Yeah. Like, it's not that long ago. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's really genuinely only 25 years ago when the majority of people in business did not think they needed a website. Yeah. <laughs> so I think right now, most people don't think they need to know AI. Mm. And I think the same way everybody has come around over the last two and a half decades to realizing it's pretty improbable. But like if you sure. don't have a website, it means you have a massive social media presence and that's acting as your website. Sure. But most people don't have neither. Sure. And so, you know, I think for these businesses that you're referring to, they're going to get much more serious about understanding what AI is and how to use it in the way that they figured out how to use a smartphone, email, and search engines. Yeah. So yeah. what do I think? I think it's education. Yeah. I think people have to deeply dive into understanding this technology and yeah. understanding how it can help them be more efficient. Yeah. Especially small businesses. Yes. Small businesses waste an ungodly amount of time. Mm. And AI is going to let them save time. Mm. AI bots are going to schedule their meetings for them. Think about how much time solo or small business owners spend on 
managing their calendar. First thing to get let go. Eighty percent of the time they spend in their inbox will be eliminated by AI. Think about yeah. what AI is going to do. Like yeah. I spend an ungodly amount of time in my inbox with three admins who spend all their time on my inbox. In nineteen years, the AI is going to know what to do with ninety-eight percent of the emails. Mm-hmm. And what, really, a hundred percent. It's just that I'm going to have to spend two percent of my time on the emails that the AI bot kept in there. Yeah. For me yeah. to address. Yeah. AI is going to put every small business on third and a half base on everything that they're doing digitally. Right. So I think it's going to be profound. You got it better than they do. Everyone's in on AI. Half are scared fuckless of it, but we're all in that it's in. Mm. Right? Yeah. You have no convincing needed. It's my thing with NFTs. I'm enjoying what's happening right now with NFTs because I know how the way the movie ends, just like the internet. I remember the internet was a fad in 2000. Everyone shitting on NFTs now is because of the greed and the ridiculousness and because 99%, like I said, would go to zero. But NFTs are gonna be a part of all of our lives. A non-fungible token sitting on a blockchain to anybody who knows anything about technology understands it's profound technology and over the next decade it will be a part of our lives. It may not be just in the form of collectibles, even though I'm building a collectible, it'll be in the form of smart contracts. You would have been incorporated in Dubai in 15 years on the blockchain. Yep. An NFT, yep. a non-fungible token. Yep. Right. Yep. Anyway, back to AI. You should spend zero seconds on that. The Got train it. has left the yard. You don't need to convince anyone. You need to find the people that are convinced. For those solopreneurs, they've graduated, right? They're the founders that they've built a team around, like myself, yep. and we have team, we have an agency. In February, I went kind of, any team member can start implementing AI in their workflows, would get a 30% raise. How do you see us empowering them to use AI in what capacity? Inspiration and devastation. Tell me more. Sure, that's how new technologies work. The reason people start to use new technologies are because of inspiration or devastation. Mm. They either get inspired and they go on the offense and they're like, wait a minute, I am getting customers from social media. Yeah. I am getting leads from Google AdWords in 2000 when they thought Yellow Pages was better. Yeah. Wait a minute, it is good to have the internet on my phone. Yeah. You know, when the iPhone came out, or even the Blackberry. Inspiration. Yeah. They read an article, they saw a person talk about it, they got inspired to try it, they felt the effects, good. That's 20%. Mm. 80% is called devastation. Do you know when every liquor store in New Jersey got a website? After one library made it. Started to take all the fucking business. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody laughed at me and my dad until they cried. In 1997, they laughed. In 2003, they cried. Devastation. When there's new big technologies, people only do two things. They get inspired or they get devastated by it, and that's when they jump in. When you're devastated by it, it's not too late, but you gotta spend the next five years to get back to where you were when you were laughing at it. Yeah, amazing. That's it, brother. Conviction, not convincing. Any blind spots that I should be aware of? Always. I'm rocking and rolling over here, and I've got 13 currently that I'm sure exist. You know, of <laughs> course. I think probably more in the stuff that you did the hmm about. Yeah. You as a leader. Yes. How you're going to build. Yes. The reason I am able to build the organization I'm building is because I do have strength and emotional intelligence. That's why I can have 2,000 employees, and that's why we can be fruitful. We have plenty of thorns and headaches and bruises, but like less than others and life is about options like you know a lot of employees when they're drinking our kool-aid a year or two and they're like wait a minute 
what about this? I'm like, yeah, we're working on that. If they're like the most cynical or the most perplexed by that, I'm like, look, I want you here. I'm working this and we're doing it. But like, you could work anywhere else and that's when the rubber hits the road. Yeah. I never want to usually, I, I go there like once a year, literally, if that even. But when I do, it's because that person has gone into delusion or ideology and I'm asking them to go into practicality of like, okay, like go work at RGA, they're right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what they know is it's better than the alternative. And that's what I ask for everyone. Everyone here can be mad at their parents and hopefully everyone here can realize there's a lot worse parents out there besides theirs. And then the question becomes, and now what? Are you gonna sit and dwell and blame your parents for everything for the rest of your life? Or are you gonna be grateful for the things they did well and are you gonna put in the work to fix the things they didn't do well that you want to be better? Accountability. Hey, AI Geek, thanks for listening. Your job doesn't stop here. I want you to lend your voice to the conversation. So you can join those conversations, discussions, new trainings, new recordings, and the rest of the AI Geeks by going to aigeeks.co slash discord. Also, share this podcast with a friend, another potential AI Geek. Until then, much love 